Father, we thank you so much that we know that there's nothing you can do. God, we thank you for that truth. Thank you for your word that guides us and directs us in that truth. And Lord, we thank you that in the good times and, and, and in the tough times, Lord, we know that you're there with us. Lord, as we do open your word now, as we look to what you have for us, I pray that your spirit would move through this place. God, that you'd uh, keep us free from distractions and that we'd be able to, to really hear from you this morning. As we already have, I pray that your spirit would continue to move in your name. Amen. Are you being tested? Are you being tested in, in maybe what's going on in your life right now? Are you being tested in maybe in school? You're like, yeah, I have tests every week, Jay. Are you being tested maybe in, in something within your family? You know, tests are something that we all go through in life. And, and when we think about tests, you know, sometimes we can get real stressed out about it. Test anxiety is a thing. You know, we, th we think about tests. We, we maybe think about illnesses. You know, COVID tests have, are now a part of our life. Either way, when we think about testing, good thoughts, positive vibes, they are not things that go along with testing generally when we think about that. Our initial reactions are not always great. And the Bible talks about believers going through spiritual testing. It, it talks about it often. Uh, it doesn't always bring an initial positive reaction in scripture either. So how do we respond? How do we respond to the spiritual tests, the things that God allows in our life? How do we respond to those things? If you're new with us, I'm Jay. I'm the lead pastor. We're glad to have you here so much. And, uh, and we're going to be looking at, at this idea for the next couple of weeks. Um, but have you ever known that a test was coming and done whatever you could do maybe to, uh, to bail from it? Um, anybody ever faked sick because you knew you had a test at school the next day? You didn't have to raise your hands. Wow, a lot. Yeah, I, I did. I definitely did that once. Um, and uh, and, and kind of here's the story. So I, it was either sixth or seventh grade, I can't remember. But I, I get a little queasy when it comes to like cutting things open. And I knew biology class, we were dissecting an animal kind of thing and it happens right and I just I did not like ew like you won't catch me watching like horror movies like slasher kind of like it just grosses me out right and I'm like I know I'm gonna like not do well at this at school if I show up for this so the morning of the test that I knew it was gonna happen that we were gonna have to dissect an animal I had a belly ache, and it was bad supposedly and my mom bought it um, either that or she kind of saw what was coming, more than likely, she kind of knew what was going on, but let me stay home because I was sick and I didn't want to really face the test. Funny enough, I never had to take it. I, like, I completely got out of it. It's not like they were like, yeah, well, we'll keep yours in the fridge and you can do it when you come back. You know, like they didn't do that. Maybe they do that now, but I got out of it. I never had to do it. And uh, I still praise God for that. But as as I think about those kind of situations where maybe we've got a test and, and we know that there's something coming up and we figure out reasons and ways to bail from it because of the anxiety, why do we do that? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One, maybe we're not ready. We're not prepared for what's coming. We're afraid of the results. We're afraid of the results. We're, we're maybe afraid of what this person or that person might think. Ultimately, though, 
it ends up being in some ways a self-worth issue. It really does. But maybe the real issue is our tiny faith. Our tiny faith and our tiny view of God. Because too often in those circumstances, our view of God gets real small because we've got this test coming up. For the next few weeks, we're gonna be talking about faith in the struggle, how we're tested. And when these tests come up, how do we react? What can we learn about how, how we respond to these tests? There are many instances in, in scripture where God's people are being tested. And we can learn a lot from how they react to it, how they deal with it, how they overcome the challenges that are before them or, or maybe don't, or maybe fail. Failure is a great teacher. And so I hope that this series is gonna help us to understand the pressure of, of tests and why they're there, the purpose of them, to recognize them. Because I think oftentimes when a test is coming up, we're not even recognizing that this might be a test. And if maybe we even start from that perspective and looking at it, we're gonna, we're gonna react differently to it, to recognize them, how to face them with the power of God behind us. Scripture gives us a lot of examples of people that were tested, but why do believers have to go through this? I mean, let's just start with that question right there. If like, if we're, we're believers in God, why do we have to go through these things, right? He, he loves us so much. God loves us so much, so why, like why? It's one of the biggest questions we've all got, right? It's a one-word question, and we've all asked it to God many times. Why? If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in James chapter 1. And in James chapter 1, right at the beginning of this chapter, James, brother of Jesus, leading the early church, one of the leaders in the early church, didn't believe Jesus was who he said he was, his own brother. So he's writing this book, this instruction to the church, and he starts at the very beginning of the book with this, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Awesome. <laughs> He's commanding us to consider it joy when we go through tests and through trials in our life. And this is so the opposite of our natural reaction. Gripe, maybe. Complain, definitely. Joy? Probably not. It's not natural. But this unnatural reaction of joy, it's, it's actually part of the point. It's part of the point of what he is getting to and for, for us to really look at. See, the, this, this word, when, whenever we go through trials, some translations you might have uh, might say temptations. In the Greek, it's actually the same word. It's the same word for trials and temptations there. And what God the, the idea here is that what God is sending our way as trials, temptations, whatever is, is coming at us, God can use to strengthen our faith just like Satan can use it to exploit us and try to get us to sin. Right? What Satan throws our way as temptation, God may choose to allow to be a trial. Satan wants to use it to, to wipe us out. And God wants to use the same thing to show us how faithful he is and how real he can be. You know, if a master woodworker asked me to sit in a chair that they made, 
you know, somebody like Bob Lamb, if you know Bob Lamb, he, he actually built this. Uh, he and, and another guy uh, here, Howard Music, built, built this for me. If he asked me to sit in a chair that he made, I would not be questioning whether it was going to hold me up. I'd be admiring the craftsmanship of it and looking at it and, and saying, wow, I, I bet this thing could hold an elephant. But if I made the chair and asked you to sit in it, you better be asking, like, what's the catch? How long will this hold me up? You know? Um, somebody that's a prankster asks you to sit in a chair, you're wondering how long until they rip it out from under you, right? See, the same chair that Satan's trying to pull out from under you is, is the same one that God is using to show just how strong he can be. In the book of Job, if you've never read it before, I feel like if we're talking about testing and trials, we've got to start with Job. And in, in the book of Job, this guy, Job, is God looks at him as basically one of his rock stars. That Job is just super faithful to the Lord. And, and Satan basically goes to God and says, I bet if I test him and put him through some stuff that he'll turn his back on you, God. And God says, no, he won't. Go ahead. You can, essentially, this is the really, really quick cliff notes. You can do whatever you want to him except you can't kill him. That's essentially where it, where it goes, right? So Satan tries to wipe him out and he wipes him out physically with sickness and illness. He loses his family. He's ruined financially. All the things that would make you go, this life's awful, happens to him. But God was proving something else through this situation. God was showing him his faithfulness. And it's really hard to see that at the beginning. See, what Satan means for evil, God can use for good. And he sustains Job all the way through it all. Job was, was resilient and he persevered and ultimately God rewarded him. But the trials that he went through, my goodness, See, when trials come our way, Satan's going to be there that very day. Do you ever notice that? A trial, a, a test hits you, whether you even recognize it as that or not. That very day, it's like Satan's there right at that moment going, ha, I told you, and whispering whatever he can in your ear to pull you off to the side, putting whatever kinds of, of things in your path to make you not look to the Lord, but to pull you away, trying to get you to do essentially what Job's wife tried to do to him. In Job chapter two, verse nine, his wife said to him, are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. This is awful. And what are you doing? You're still, you're still trying to stay faithful to God? Like, let's be done. Like, be done with this. This is, this is Job's wife. This is, this is the person who is supposed to be his biggest cheerleader, his biggest confidant, his, his most supportive and she's like, nope, be done. Be done with this. He felt alone. He felt frustrated. He was confused. And he had no choice but to rely on the Lord because he literally had nothing left. You've been in those positions where you're just like, God, why? I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. You read Job, like, he, he asked God some questions. He got real, real with God, and God got real, real back with him. There was some 
conversations, some arguing, some... But while he was asking God questions, there's a difference in asking God questions and questioning God. Those are two different things because at the end of the day, he's still God and he still deserves our respect and our honor. But it doesn't mean we're always gonna understand everything that's going on at the time. It doesn't mean you'll ever completely understand everything. And I love the fact that God is honest enough with us to tell us that and to show us that. See, God was waiting right there to show Job his strength, his power, his resilience, and to see him through it. And Job knew that. He knew that. And so he persevered. He was resilient. And he responded, actually, with a spiritually mature heart and a spiritually mature answer. In verse 10, it says, But Job replied, You talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? So in all this, Job said nothing wrong. That's a really interesting answer. See, his maturity, his maturity was developing and his resilience was necessary. More on that in a few minutes. Have you ever been asked to do something and your first thought is, why? Somebody asks you to do something and, and you're just like, why? Like right off the bat. There's a couple of reasons for that. First of all, you might just be a selfish jerk. <laughs> but, but more than likely, the real reason that you, that you would answer that way back is that you don't totally understand the purpose behind it, that you're missing some information. There's a communication breakdown or a comprehension breakdown, right? Because if that wasn't the case, then your answer would either be yes or no, as opposed to just Why? See, the missing information helps you to understand the purpose. Job had some missing information. As, as readers of this story, we have a whole lot more information than Job had when he was going through this. And so, I guess one bit of encouragement I'll tell you is like, remember that God has all the information when you're going through the testing that you're going through. And he may just not be letting you in on it because he loves you. See, most people will do almost anything as long as they understand the purpose behind it. If we understand the purpose behind it, it, it changes the game, doesn't it? And so James here, he actually gives us the why behind the test in our life, behind the testing in our life. He doesn't just say, consider it joy and leave it there, right? Just do that. Uh, why? Well, he goes on to tell us in verse three. He says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So this is part of the answer. It produces perseverance in our life, meaning that this is not, this is not just gonna help you now, which it may, it may not help you now, but it's possibly preparing you for something in the future that you're not ready for yet. Something that's coming down the pipeline that you're not ready for yet. And so I'm gonna need to put you through this test so that when that time does come, you are ready. And then verse four, he says, let perseverance finish its work, finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. See, James isn't giving us the why behind the specific testing that we go through, but really for tests in general, it would be really hard for him to give 
for, you know, for, for the word of God, quite frankly, to give you the specific why behind the specific test of every specific thing that you may be going through. But in other words, we, we may not know the why, the specific why that God allowed maybe our loved ones to be taken from us too soon or whatever that may be, whatever that circumstance might be. But, but in general, we know the why behind God's testing in our life. God hasn't left us hanging there. He created us with inquisitive minds and to be able to ask questions. But so he's given us the answer to, to the, the testing in life and, and the meaning behind some of, some of that from a, from a big picture standpoint. Again, we're not gonna be able to, to give you the specifics to every instance in your life. But you could kind of summarize verses three and four like this. Testing is for our completeness. Testing is for our completeness. And you're like, well, Jay, that's not super encouraging right now. Yeah, I know. I know it's not now. But someday, as God's in the process of, of completing you through, believe it or not, maybe this really difficult season that you're in right now. See, the biblical idea of completeness and, and perfection can, can feel obscure. But think of it this way. Com compare it to muscle building. For some of you that go to the gym often, or maybe you have heard of a gym, um, the, according to, uh, to, to medical research, this is what happens when, when you lift weights and, and stuff at the gym. Listen to this. It says, muscle size increases when a person continually challenges the muscles to deal with higher levels of resistance or weight. This process occurs when the fibers of the muscles sustain damage or injury. And the body repairs damaged fibers by fusing them, which increases the mass and size of the muscles. So did you catch that? Muscles build when there is resistance. Muscles build when there is resistance. So the process actually includes tearing your muscle fibers. Yeah, this is why it hurts <laughs> to work out, right? It's painful, but, but it's necessary for the big picture, right? Gaining muscle strength and growth. This is how God created our muscles to work though. Isn't that weird? Right? Pain is necessary to make us stronger. Like the, physically, that's the truth. And as Christians, as we're wanting to be more like Jesus, more and more like Jesus every day, to be the person that he wants us to be only can happen through testing. The, the tearing and the fusing. Because as, as, the, as the slow bits of damage happen, you're, you're put back together. God breaks us apart and puts us back together little by little. And it makes us stronger and stronger each time. We increase the weight, we, we increase the resistance in our life, and it makes us stronger. See, resistance builds resilience. Resistance will build resilience. And to be resilient, I think, is one of, the, one of the main things that we have to be as followers of Jesus, especially in this world in which we live. We have to be resilient. Resilience, to define it, it's, it's this, the capacity to withstand or recover quickly from difficulties. The capacity to withstand or recover quickly from difficulties. Sometimes you're going to fail the test. Let's call that what it is. You're going to fail the test sometimes, and you can learn and grow from that as well. Sometimes you learn much more. In fact, I would say oftentimes you learn much more from failing the test than you do from succeeding in the test. 
there's a lot of things that I'm pretty decent at right now because I really stunk at them a few times and had nobody to ask and just had to figure it out because I failed a lot of times. Failure can be a better teacher than success a lot of the times and we, we rarely learn as much when we succeed as we do when we fail because here's why, muscles build when there is resistance. And so God's gonna allow us to be torn apart sometimes so that he can put us back together stronger than we were before. So why consider it joy? Why consider it joy? Because seeing God's faithfulness in the situation is gonna, be, is gonna make us more complete. It's gonna make us stronger. As disciples, we'll be more mature. Learning to be more like Jesus every day implies that we are becoming more and more mature in our faith. And maturity only develops through testing. Maturity only develops through testing. Faith is, is made pure only when the fiery trials of our life burn away the junk that is holding us back because sometimes the junk that's holding us back, the only way to get rid of it is through testing and trial because we won't make the decision to get rid of it on our own unless we're pushed there. And so this week, I want to challenge you in this, in this way. I want you to choose one area that you're facing a lot of difficulty and stress right now. And you're like, Jay, I got like 12. All right, pick one. Pick maybe the biggest one. I want you to choose one of those areas that, that stresses you out. The stress, the trial, the difficulty of all that. And, and when you feel stressed out by it, I want you to picture an image of weightlifting. I want you to picture an image of weightlifting. And I want you to thank God that he is building maturity in your life, building resistance, building perfection, building completion in you through what you're going through. I know that's hard. I know that's difficult. But remember that he is right there with you. He is spotting you, helping you with every rep, every single time. Whether you realize it or not, he's there helping you right there. See, a lot of times it's easy for us to count, count it joy when the test is over, isn't it? Oh, got through that. Let's count it joy. <laughs> sure. No doubt. Praise God. Count it joy. It's not easy to count it joy when you're going through it at the time. And it just feels like more and more and more weight keeps getting put on that bar. And you're like, I, just, I can't pick this up anymore. Well, guess what? You don't have to pick it up on your own. Jesus is walking there with you. Your church family is walking there with you. If you just will lean into those things and remember that the Lord is building something in you and through you. James challenges us to have joy in the middle of our test. Why? Because the testing is gonna bring about an end result that is the most beneficial for us in glorifying the one who created us because we were created to glorify the Lord. And so as we grow through the testing, he is glorified more and more in and through our lives. And it's an unnatural reaction to have joy in the middle of pain. Absolutely it is. But the Christian life, it is filled with opportunities to be transformed and to transform our, unnatu our, our natural desires 
and our natural reactions for the unnatural ones. Over and over again in scripture, Jesus especially is constantly saying, I, I, I know this feels the right way to do it, but, but I'm gonna tell you to do, the, to do it the other way. Right, pray for your enemies. And various other things like that that he says. Right, being tested in our life, it is no different. So the connection point. The connection point for us today, it's, it's actually a statement. This is something that I want you to kind of either write down or, or just absorb, memorize, to say to yourself when the tests and trials come at you, maybe the test and trial that, you're, that you walked in here with today, right now, the one that you're in, so that you can say this and you can say this encouragement and this challenge to yourself that's based on the scriptures that we looked at. And it is this, Jesus is with me in this test. How will I respond? So encouragement and truth, right? Jesus is with me in this test. Be encouraged, know the truth of that, that whatever you're going through right now, that Jesus is with you in that test. However, frustrated, alone, or whatever you might feel just like Job did, don't ignore the, the truth, right? When, the, when these voices start coming in your head, you need to ask it, is it, is it true? Is what is coming into my head true? This is true, that Jesus is with you in this test. How will you respond? See, when we put it through that filter, we may actually grow and respond in the way in which God wants us to. Because here's the thing. Here's why this series matters for all of us. Because we're all going to go through tests. You're not going to escape it. You're going to go through tests. You're going to go through tests this week. You're going to go through tests today. How are you going to choose to respond? We got to recognize that it's a test. And remember that Jesus is with us. Bible shows us why God allows tests to happen in our life. And it can really be tough sometimes to accept that. Whether it's family illness, right? Relationships torn apart, car fell apart, bills are stacked, and you fill in the blank. We all walked in here with some things and we're gonna walk out and they're still gonna be there. Let's choose to see his joy in the middle of that. Choose to see his joy when we're being tested because Jesus is building you through that. He's building you through the tests in your life. And so if you're trying to do that on your own, you're trying to do that without Jesus being there as your spotter. Because <laughs> that weightlifting analogy, you need to remember that you're getting stronger because of it. But if Jesus isn't walking there with you, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, then, then we need to start there. We need to have that conversation so that you can be sure that Jesus is with you in that test. If you want to know more about that, if you're not sure that Jesus is with you in that test, we got people in yellow lanyards that are scattered throughout. You got, I'm, I'm here, Pastor Trav's here, Pastor Justin, Randy, 
we would love nothing more than to talk with you about that. Love to show you in God's word so that you can know for sure that you're gonna be with him one day and that he's walking there right beside you because he loves you more than anything. You're his favorite. Yeah, you. Will you bow your heads with me? Father, I thank you so much for your love for us. I thank you, God, that, that you love us so much that, that you actually allow some things in our life that are uncomfortable. God, we have free will, so sometimes we put ourselves in positions. We make decisions that end up you using for a test or Satan tries to use to pull us away. God, help us to look to you in those circumstances. Help us to look to you in those moments. Help us to remember that you're walking with us in the test. Lord, to count it joy, as tough as that might be when stuff is going on in our life that we don't understand. To remember that you're building perseverance in us, resilience in us, and, and maturity through it. Lord, remind us that you're walking right there with us. If someone watching online or here doesn't know for sure that you are walking with them, I pray today, Lord, would be the day that they would know that for sure. God, we thank you that you're the same today, yesterday, and forever. And we praise you for who you are, for what you've done, for what you're doing. Continue to speak to us now, we pray in Jesus' name.